Landmine Fire Nation. Welcome to our 10th episode. Jeez, I can't believe we're already at double digits. Yep. So exciting. Uh, Dave and I are here to bring you a bonus Facebook episode because we had the opportunity to travel to Las Vegas last week to a show called LeedsCon where they have a bunch of people there obviously to conference and to learn. And we're lucky because Dave here got to sit in on an educational session where we got to hear from the Facebook team led by the lead ad product manager. So this is a brand new product that's new to Facebook, it's in beta. And we got to hear some insights about his brand new lead um, advertising way that we're going to bring to you. And so if you were with us in the last three episodes, you know that we had a three part series all about how to use Facebook ads to generate leads and revenue. And so there's been this myth and idea that, you know what, Facebook's just for friends and, and pictures and things like that. But what we found and what many other people are finding is that Facebook is actually a very advantageous um, place to generate leads and revenue. So today we're bringing you a bonus episode about lead ads and we're really excited about it. So, you know, Mackenzie, I almost didn't attend the session that morning because I assumed that what they were talking about was going to be pretty basic stuff. But when I noticed that they were all from Facebook, mm -hmm. you know, it's not often that you get to see the, the people behind the scenes that are creating these amazing products. So as soon as I saw that, I was intrigued and I'm glad I spent time with them because we got not only to hear some of the behind the scenes stuff, but they also shared a lot of best practices and tips that we can use. Were you the guy that was in there in the front row? Of just course. so excited. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I That's bet me. you were. Yeah. So before we jump into talking about lead ads specifically, one of the really interesting things that they shared is that, you know, this advertising platform just exploding. They're serving 28 trillion individual ad auctions each day. What does that even day. mean? Yeah, 28 it's, trillion? It's amazing. So basically what it means is there are 4 million ads in their system that are being served 7 billion times, so 7 billion Jeez. impressions. So yeah, you got 4 million times 7 billion, and apparently that's 28 trillion. I, I trust that. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> <That's>, they know. <laughs> that's what the Facebook guy said, so I'm sure they're right. So it was a really interesting session, and they focused on the lead ad and specifically how it is helpful to us as lead generators, demand generators. You know, the, the purpose of that show, you know, the name is LeadsCon, obviously, mm -hmm. is all about leads and demand generation. And a lot of direct response people were there in the audience. These are people that are trying to generate leads. So they knew who their audience was and they brought this to us because they knew it would be interesting. So let's talk about the lead ad first, what it is, and then let's get into some of the best practices that they shared. So I guess I should start out uh, by asking you, you can tell them or tell our listeners, what is the lead ad? Why, you know, what, what's the premise behind it? Yeah. So guys and girls, if you've done Facebook ads before, which I know some of you have, you probably know that the process of building an ad in Facebook, it's not difficult, but it can be time consuming. And there's a lot of little things you have to look at. And then as you're scrolling through Facebook as a user, I don't know, I, I'm sure you've all experienced this, but sometimes it's just frustrating because you're trying to click on things that are per important to you, like yep. for me, shoes or something like that. It's but always shoes with you. <laughs> sometimes if it's you guys listen, you hear that's every example. No, she shoes gives. and protein powder. Yeah, that's right. It's only because I actually lost one shoe, my running shoe at LeedsCon. So right now it's it's prevalent in my mind. But see. <laughs> no, but seriously. Uh, from a user's perspective, sometimes Facebook ads are frustrating because I know for me. I'm interested in it, I wanna learn more, I click on it, then it's slow, and then the, the freaking form, it's like going right to left and I can't even figure it out. So anyways, right. it's, just, it's just frustrating from a user's perspective. Yep, that's right. And so if you're behind the scenes as the advertiser, you've probably seen clicks on your ads, people getting to your form but bouncing. 
And so, you know, for, for these reasons, given that it's difficult for advertisers to kind of address this situation, it's also difficult for users, you know, getting frustrated like you, McKinsey, mm -hmm. Facebook created this lead ad product so that we can address this head on from both sides so that for us as advertisers and for us as users, uh, both of those situations are addressed. So that's why they created the lead ad product. I mean, that's one of the couple of reasons that they created it. So behind the scenes, just so you know, here at Mindfire, we have been using lead ads. It's a product that's been available for a few months now, and we use it to generate leads. So we allow folks to download white papers and eBooks by requesting them through the, the lead ad. So let me walk you through, let us walk you through what that lead ad might look like. So Mackenzie, why is this so compelling for us as multi-channel marketers? Okay, so there's a few different reasons. The first one being that instead of having to go in and actually create landing pages, which is often time consuming, um, with this new lead ad, Facebook's providing you with a way to easily capture interest from people and, and capture their information. Mm -hmm. And so this means that you can now launch a campaign within a few minutes rather than having to go create that landing page, manage anything outside the Facebook platform. You're able to stay within the platform, within that interface, and quickly create um, forms where you can capture information. That's right. The second thing is that now, instead of having to worry about creating a mobile optimized page, which we all know as advertisers and marketers is sometimes time consuming and challenging, this ensures that all of the lead ad forms are done really quickly. So they're mobily optimized and they're not slow. And they give you an interface that's native to the Facebook platform. So again, giving you the ability to stay within Facebook rather than having to go outside of it. Yeah, so for us as users, if we're clicking on those ads, then everything that we're doing is, is inside of Facebook. So Facebook has taken on their shoulders the responsibility of making that, that form responsive, making it uh, snappy to load. You know, there's no... Uh, long load time as they're trying to load those forms if they're going to our landing pages. So it makes it really nice for the user. It makes it really easy for them to interact with our ads. And you know, one of the things that we do all as marketers, I'm sure we all have experienced this, we've made this transition, but when you do have a landing page, so let's just go to normal campaigns. When you have a landing page, what happens? If you have someone's data, why are you gonna make them fill it in again? If I know your email address and I bring you to a landing page and I ask you, what's your email address? Well, that's giving someone an opportunity to leave the page, right? right. And so before with Facebook ads, it was not pre-populating information. That's right. And now with a Facebook lead ad, fields are automatically pre-populated yeah, with huge. the data that Facebook knows. And here's the thing, data, uh, excuse me, Facebook has so much information about the you know, over 1.55 billion people, and it's using that data to pre-populate fields, making it easy for people to interact with the ads. Yeah, so in most cases, as a user, if you're interacting with that ad, all you have to do is hit submit at the bottom of the form. Everything's pre-populated. I mean, if you want to change something, you can, obviously, but it's all pre-populated, and all you have to do is hit submit. Awesome, that's yep. great. So again, just to walk you through this from a high level, as you're creating a lead ad in Facebook, mm -hmm. you're going through the same process as you would to create any other ad. When you get to the last part of that process where you're linking it to your landing page or where you're directing it to a URL, mm -hmm. instead of doing that, Facebook says, all right, create a form. And you can either use a form that you've created in the past or you can create a new form. You select which fields you want on that form. You can add some custom fields. So you can add your own fields that folks can fill in. And then you can customize the button at the bottom of that form to say whatever you want to say. So at a high level, that's how it looks. Awesome. Yeah. And then we will, in our blog post, put some uh, pictures to show you exactly what the lead ads look like. All right. So now let's share a little bit about what the Facebook team shared that they learned through the whole process of building lead ads. Yeah. And I like, I like that they did this because, 
you know, every time you launch a new product or you start something new, you obviously learn. You learn about the users, you learn about the advertisers, you learn about the technology. And then what they what they learn from that, they're now bringing it to us. So let's let's go in there. What's the first thing they learned, Dave? So the first thing they said, you know, to us as marketers, direct response marketers, that they know that the shift to mobile is making lead gen harder for all of us, right? Um, you know, as we said just a moment ago, pages are uh, sometimes take a long time to load. People have shorter attention spans. What's that that stat about the goldfish? Uh, a goldfish, I believe, is nine seconds, and we're at eight seconds. Yeah, so. in terms of attention span. Yeah, yeah so, so goldfish have more more time span. Goldfish would like Facebook. Probably. All right. I don't know if the, the phone would survive, though, yeah, in the water. That's right. So we've got these short attention spans, and folks like us, marketers, are in some cases creating unoptimized mobile forms, so they're not working well on the mobile device. The other thing that, that they shared is that users take at least 40% longer to fill in forms on the mobile versus the de desktop. So if you imagine you know, getting your fat thumbs out, or in, in my case, these little fat <laughs> thumbs, you know, on your phone, it's not necessarily easy to fill in these long forms. And right? especially because before it wasn't pre-populated. So now not only do you have a lot to fill out, but it's slower on your mobile phone. That's you right. have smaller space. That's right. So they created the lead ad as a mobile solution, a mobile first solution. And, and they followed a couple of principles here. One for the user. Let's start with the user and then we'll move to the advertiser. So for the user, they wanted a far better user experience. They wanted to make filling in those forms as fast and as easy as possible. And they wanted to respect our, our privacy. So one of the things they talked about is this is the first time Facebook has ever made available any of the data about us as users mm -hmm. to the advertiser. You know what I'm saying? It's pre-populated there. That's really the first time they've ever done that. Right. So they wanted to allow us as users to share only what we're comfortable with sharing. So they they were trying to abide by that, that guiding principle as they made this form pre-populated. So that's on the user side. Mm -hmm. On the advertiser side, they wanted us to be more efficient as advertisers. So they want to help us drive down our cost per lead, which this helps us do, and to generate more leads at a higher quality. So they wanted to address both sides. And if both sides are happy, then Facebook is happy. And I'm happy too. Why is that? Because I get my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so let's let's transition out of that into what did Facebook actually learn? So as they were building lead ads, like we said, they they learned some things and they broke it down into three main topics. So let's I'll just give you the high level three and then we'll go into details. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's do it. So the first one is that they learned that they needed to provide context. Mm -hmm. And we'll we'll go into that in a second. The second is that they need to drastically simplify data entry. And the third is that we need to optimize form lengths. Okay. So let's dive into each one of those. Perfect. So okay. let, let's the first one is provide context. So first let's define what is context. And in in Facebook term, in Facebook context, context <laughs> answers two key questions. And it answers number one, what do I get by sharing my information? And number two, what's gonna happen to the information that I share? So what they shared is that behind the scenes, they've done extensive user interviews, mm -hmm. user testing, talking to people, people like you and me and, you know, the average consumer and, and getting information from them around how they feel as they're interacting with those ads. And so what you just said, Mackenzie, is the nutshell or the two nutshells that all of that feedback boiled down to is that people time and time again were asking, OK, when I click on this ad, I want it to be super clear to me what I'm getting mm -hmm. by giving you my information and what's going to happen to that information 
once I give it to you. So as you said, that's the context that they were looking for. And what they learned is that when there's more context, bottom line, there's better leads. Yep, that's right. And, and that's, that's you know, at the end of the day, what their goal is with this. And the only situation that they face, though, is that context, because of the, the nature of a mobile phone, is harder to provide. Yep, there's less real estate on the phone, right? So right. it's hard on a mobile screen to make uh, context uh, you know, available to the user. So Facebook, the way they solve this, they used to call this a marketing message, but they recently changed it. When you're creating your lead ad, mm -hmm. in between when the user clicks on the ad and they get to your form, you can insert what they call now a context card. And so the context card gives you a little spot of text or a couple of bullets mm -hmm. of text where they suggest that you put this context. So if you're in Facebook and you're creating a lead ad, it, it won't tell you this in the user interface. It won't tell you necessarily what should go there. But the reason they did that, which was really helpful to understand from them in person there, the reason they added that was so that you could provide this context. Again, the context being, what do I get by sharing my information and what happens to the information I share? So they suggest putting that there in the context card. And when you do that, they claim that conversions go up and that the quality of your leads goes up as well. So the second thing they learned was that they need to provide ways, and we as advertisers need ways to simplify data entry. That was the second point mm -hmm. you mentioned, Mackenzie. And so what they shared applies to both the lead ad as well as any landing page that you're making that might be um, accessed through the mobile device. So the first thing that they found through their research is that when you're creating forms, and, and let's say any landing page, even if it's not a, a lead ad, that you need to optimize how people are providing you data through the user experience. So they gave examples of inconsistent UX, you know, like if you ask somebody to register for an event and pick a date, where if you make them type in the date versus this, you know, those little date pickers that mm -hmm. we have available. So they're saying, you know, why do you guys make them type all that stuff in? Give them a consistent way through the date picker to be able to select the date and time they want to attend something. So they were saying all of this stuff, whether it's in lead ads or in a landing page, this is very important. And even if you're doing it manually yourself, try to take into consideration that you want to make it as easy as possible for the user. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, optimizing the data entry is going to make it easier for users to fill out a form and it's going to reduce errors. Yep, that's right. And again, that's going to increase the user experience there. So the other thing they said is that they've had this internal debate at Facebook for a while around uh, when you look at a form, mm -hmm. whether it should be a long form that scrolls from top to bottom or if it should be paginated you know, split up onto multiple pages. Multiple yeah, so they said there's really no specific firm answer that they have found yet. Um, scrollable forms can work better than paginated forms unless they're really long uh, because it's easier to review the filled in form. It's easier to optimize across different device sizes and you can maintain a persistent context for the user. But at the end of the day there, they said, you know what, you should test both of these, a scrolling long form versus a paginated form to see what works best for your users. Yeah, you know, just me personally, um, I like the scrolling. As you're buying shoes? I like the scrolling only because sometimes I forget to fill in forms. You know, there are, excuse me, yeah, forms. There's tons of them in a row. And then you always get the the red error message, dun, dun, dun. Right. You, yep. you must go back and fill out where there's an asterisk. Yep. And for me, if it's paginated and I'm having to go back, you know, I just feel like it's at that point I'm done. But if I could just quickly scroll through, see where the red is, fill it in and move on, that to me is easier. But I guess, you know, like they're saying, the recommendation is to test for both. And it, it probably works differently for the different lead ads that you're creating. Yeah. So if you're making this on a landing page, the other thing they said is keep your labels. So on your form, if you have text labels next to those forms, mm -hmm. 
align the labels vertically so that they're uh, in a nice uh, vertical line. And you know what? We can put a picture of what they recommended on, on our uh, blog so that you can see this. They also said from one field to the next, auto scroll to keep the next entry, the next text field in focus for the user. So automatically take them to that next field. And the other thing that was really interesting is they said experiment with the ordering of your questions. So put another way, they said, imagine that you're asking people uh, some, some questions and that there's a spectrum of uh, privacy there. So let's say at the very high level, it's like, what's your favorite color all the way down to, you know, what's your email address? So most of us don't really care if we share our favorite color, but we might care if we share our email address, mm -hmm. right? So they said, put the stuff that's uh, least intrusive up at the top. So ask first about favorite color and then the more intrusive stuff towards the bottom. Uh, interesting side note is that I also attended a separate session about uh, content and what gets people to engage with content, which we, we should probably do another episode on. Sure. So stay tuned. We will do an episode on that because there was some good stuff there. But one of the things that I hear by and large with content when trying to get people to convert both in emails as well as landing pages is that you want to set people up saying yes, 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 so that the fourth answer, that's that more in-depth question, is going to be a yes. Yep, true. And that's the same thing here. It's, okay, I'll give them my favorite color. I'll tell them what my favorite car is. I'm, you know, I'm providing data, providing data, providing data. My brain is thinking yes, yes, yes. And then I get to the point where maybe it's a little bit more detailed information, but I'm yep. already in that yes mode, so I'm gonna, yep. gonna fill that in. So just a little tidbit there. And then the last and third final thing that they spoke about that they learned is to optimize the form length. Yeah, so this is another thing that they said, you know, both with their advertisers as well as internally at Facebook, they've debated, is it better to have a long form or a short form, you know, as you're looking at your, your landing page or your, or your lead ad. So they said that in general, the shorter forms convert better. In other words, fewer fields makes that form filling easier, mm -hmm. right? And there's fewer steps, which reduces the chance that somebody abandons that form. But on the, on the other hand, longer forms capture user intent better, meaning that you have fewer accidental submissions and that the leads have a, you know, a better um, quality to them than those in some cases with a short form. So their suggestion was that you need to find the right trade-off between the volume of leads that you're pulling in and your downstream conversion, meaning not just, um, you know, is that a valid email address that you're capturing, but can you get them on the phone eventually? Mm -hmm. Can you get them to a demo? And ultimately, can you close them? Right. Interestingly enough about this is that if you're now pre-populating the fields, but the form is longer, I think that, I mean, that eliminates the problem that, oh, it's taking too much time. So maybe with the longer ones might be better in, in this instance. I don't know. Yep. Um, so yeah, so those are a few of the things that they learned. And Dave, is there anything that just from sitting in there, getting to actually hear from the Facebook people themselves, tell me what stood out to you? you know, what was exciting? What was interesting? Yeah, you know, so because we've used lead ads extensively here at Mindfire, mm -hmm. and we've talked to a lot of people who have used them, and because there's really not that much information out there on the web, as they were talking, I was jotting down, or I, not jotting, but typing down a bunch of notes. And I had a chance afterwards to corner the uh, product manager and ask her some of these questions. You were not letting her go. No, and definitely I'm happy not. You didn't. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a fun conversation. So there were a couple of other things that yes did pop up. And so if you've used a lead ad before, this is going to make sense to you. If you haven't, um, you might need to spend a little time getting more familiar with lead ads. But one of the things that jumped out at me was that she said down the road they're going to allow us to create a custom audience of the people who clicked on our lead ad but didn't actually submit. 
So in, in contrast to what we can do right now with a landing page, when we take our ads and we link people to a landing page, you can build an audience of the people who visit that landing page, but don't submit the form. Right. You can't do that right now with the lead ad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're going to give us that capability sometime in April or May of this year. The other thing I asked her, and it's something that we've experimented with internally as well, is that because it's so easy to fill out the form mm -hmm. and because people are so accustomed to clunky forms, like the ones that you mentioned, Mackenzie, we've wondered how do we tell the user that, hey, this is going to be a pain-free experience. This is, going to be a, this is going to be a painless experience to get this ebook, whatever it is that we're offering. So she said, yes, you're right. We have found that it's important to tell people three times yeah, three times about this context. Remember the context we just talked right. about? They said, tell them up front, tell them on the context card. And then she said, oddly enough, tell them again on the thank you page. Hmm. So they recommended doing it three times. So I said, okay, that's great. But on the thank you page, I can't edit anything yet. So right. if you've made a lead ad, you know that you can't edit anything on the thank you page with the exception of a, a link that you can customize. And she said, yep, you're right. That functionality is coming as well. But you can take that same knowledge and apply it to any landing page that you have an ad pointed to. So put it somewhere in the ad, put it somewhere on the landing page, the very first page people come to, and then put it on the thank you page. That's an interesting tidbit from them. Interesting. Yep. So you had a great time there. I did. You know what? I think we should maybe tell listeners a little bit about LeedsCon because I, I loved LeedsCon. Um, it was the first time that we had actually exhibited there. So. We had gone there before because um, some of our close buddies and, and customers uh, exhibit there, and they always say it's a great show. But one of the things that I really liked, and I was telling Dave about this when we left the show, is that, it, okay, so first of all, it's really short. It's two days, you're in, you're out. Half the sessions are like about Bloody Marys and, and pub crawls and stuff like that. Right. And when, no, seriously, yeah. and, and when I looked at the, the agenda, I was like, where's the productivity in this? I yep. mean, there's literally half the events are all about drinking. drinking. Yep. And so, it's I mean, Vegas, yes, it's man. Vegas, true. But at the same, I mean, I've gone to other, we've gone to other shows at Vegas and there's not yep. quite so much. Yep. Um, and then I went there and I experienced it. And what I realized is that people are there to get in and be productive and most importantly, be efficient with their time. I mean, every single person that I spoke to in our booth or even outside in the halls was like, okay, I ha I know what I'm here for. I want to be productive. This is what I'm looking for and this is what I'm going to do. And so even though there was a shorter time, I got so much more out of going to LeedsCon than I've gone to other shows and spent five days there. Right. And so the first of all, the quality of people there were great. Um, the other exhibitors were super friendly, very, you know, they wanted to cross promote and be, you know, they were just, they were great. I thought it was a great show. Um, what about you? How do you feel about LeedsCon? Yeah, I thought it was an interesting mix of people all looking to generate leads. And leads. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. not called LeedsCon for, for yeah, no reason. It's, it's <laughs> all about leads and very open to doing it across a variety of channels. So we saw print, we saw email, we saw phone, we saw social. I think we even saw some door to door. I mean, there was just all sorts of lead generation marketers there across all sorts of different channels. And a lot of them are facing the same problem. You know, they, they, what used to work doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work as well. People's um, behaviors are changing, so they're finding it harder to go after their, their targeted prospects and consumers. But the good news is that there's great technology like Facebook, like MindFire, other things out there that can help us uh, get in, in touch with our customers and prospects. Yeah, and by the way, another thing that I noticed about people there with, with them coming with, okay, we have this problem and we want to solve it, and we, this is what we do now is that they were so open to hearing about all the other things out there. Looking to learn. I mean, many, so 
we're obviously a technology company and we're, we, yes, you use our technology to create leads, but it's more about the drip and the nurturance, the conversion of getting the leads from the top of the funnel through the funnel. And so we spoke to hundreds of people who came up to us and we're like, well, what are you here for? What are you looking for? And the typical answer is leads, leads, we're yep. looking for leads. And I would ask, okay, so once you get those leads, awesome. What are you going to do with them? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just an automatic shutdown. Like, well, I'm looking for leads. It was like, well, what do you mean? Right. And I said, well, what do you do with those leads? And they would say, you know, this is what I do, blah, blah. And I said, well, have you thought about this? And by and large, I heard people saying, like, I'm open to hear whatever you have suggestions for. Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm trying to help my, my company and I'm trying to help my customers, customers' companies. Yep. And I just think that's a great attitude to have. So yep. I'm really excited about the great show. Great show. A lot of fun. You guys should definitely check it out. Check it out. We've signed up officially for LeedsCon New York yep. and Vegas next year. Yep. So if you want to come meet us in purses, person, uh, that's that's a place to be at. Did you say purses? Now you're thinking about purses? <laughs> oh God, yeah. Stop. <laughs> you're teasing me. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for learning more about the lead ads. If you have any questions, stop by our blog. We're happy to answer questions there or shoot us a note and we'll answer them through email. Have a great day. All righty. Bye-bye.